For sports content from the biggest leagues and competitions across the world, look no further than Reuters Connect, Reuters online news content platform. Reuters Connect makes finding the sports content you need easy, whether it's in-depth reporting from Reuters journalists or access to video highlights from around the world. Bring the world of sport directly to your workplace with Reuters Connect. For more information and a free trial, visit ReutersConnect.com. Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week, we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rulemakers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Haro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, and we are keeping score. Everybody's coming back. Football, NFL, probably. College, half. Everybody else looks like they're starting with crowds. Some, Indy 500, no. Others, Kentucky Derby, partially. And we're ready for the fall. Is COVID going to really hurt us sports-wise? Will we survive? It's one of the issues we'll talk about. Enid Vienna's Lifestyle Minute, our deal-making minutes, and Olympic skater Scott Hamilton, who is using the pandemic to do tremendous charitable things. Let's start with our deal-making minutes, three to one. Three. Famed Ford Models, originally the Ford Modeling Agency, turning its attention to esports and gaming with the launch of a new division. Synopsis reports that Ford Models Esports and Gaming will rep esports and gaming talent, work with leagues and sponsors and other stakeholders to promote one of the fastest-growing segments in tech Opportunities for cross-promotion with other talent categories and clients. Among early clients, Hip Hop Gamer, Hot 97, and Logitech G's gaming media personality and content creator. Joined by other recently signed gaming talent, including Games Award nominee for Best TikTok Gaming Creator, Overflow, as well as ESPN SB winner, professional Madden and NBA 2K League player, Timothy O'Leary and Salimo. Additionally, Ford has signed gaming veteran, motivational speaker, and content creator Ivan O.G. King, Kurt Curtis, pro street fighter gamer Chris, Chris T. Tatarian, and others. That's number three. Two. As of the second quarter of 2020, streaming comprises one-fourth of all television minutes viewed. Synopsis says Netflix is the largest contributor to streaming, 34%. YouTube, 20%, according to data from Nielsen's streaming meter. Newcomer Disney Plus now accounts for 4% of total streaming time. Viewers of all ages have embraced streaming. Consumers 55 and up now comprise 26% of all streaming minutes viewed, up from 19% just one year ago. And across all platforms, the average household streamed 662 minutes in July, up 3% from June and down 9% from the high in April, according to Seven Park Data. While time spent streaming remains above the March pre-COVID-19 stay-at-home order level, it would likely have decreased in July without a little show called (laughs) Hamilton. Thanks to the film and the live Broadway production and its original cast, Disney Plus engagement was up 20%, 100 minutes daily viewership on the platform. Hamilton was the most-watched title, obviously. Multiple platform consumption also jumped in July with the increased use of Disney Plus to watch Hamilton... That's number two. One. The NHL. They'll use Sport Radar and the exclusive rights 
deal to distribute its gambling data to sports books in the U.S. and abroad, according to unnamed sources cited by Sportico late Sunday. Sport Radar, whose investors include Washington Capitals owner Ted Leonsis, emerged the winner of a competitive auction, the sources said. While final terms on the 10-year deal unknown, late-stage bidding was said to have passed $250 million and may include equity in the NHL. The deal would have given Sports Radar domestic gambling data rights in all four major U.S. sports. It's already the NFL's exclusive provider and does the same with the NBA and baseball. They'll reportedly become the official gatekeeper for all NHL data related to sports betting, including basic stats such as goals and assists, as well as a whole new class of data the NHL is building. This season, the league added chips to the puck and shoulder pads, technology that produces thousands of data points per second, all part of the league-wide push to give teams, fans, and betting concerns more info. Those stats will be critical to entice sports books for official league data, and that's number one. Obviously, the pandemic has become an opportunity for real creativity. And how about real philanthropy? A good friend, and I'm honored to bring this interview to you, Scott Hamilton, in his early 60s, but he has accomplished more than anybody could have possibly imagined. In 1984, he wins the gold in Sarajevo, the best figure skater on the planet, and in 84 and 86, and etc., winning almost every pro championship out there. The U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame in 1990, and probably more important, Scott Hamilton launches CARES, the Career Alliance for Research, Education, and Sportsmanship. He is a very significant philanthropist as well. He's had some significant medical setbacks, let him tell you, during our interview that we had in his Nashville home last year, but certainly someone who is worth your time to listen, guarantee you'll learn something, and have significant empathy for not only his cause, but every other philanthropic cause during the pandemic and beyond. I give you Scott Hamilton. Let's talk about the business, uh, judging, um, athleticism, recruiting, commercialization, media, a lot of things to talk about. How is the business of skating at 30,000 feet? You know, it's getting better. I think it's hit its lowest point, and I think it's on its way back up again. If you look at what's happening in L.A., what's happening in Colorado, what's happening in Boston as far as coaching and as far as excellence, what you see happening a little bit in Chicago, um, and Florida, you know, we've got some phenomenal training centers that are going to start pumping out good skaters. And hopefully um, we'll have one of those right here in Nashville sooner than later. Good segue. We'll talk about general philanthropy in a minute, but learn to skate. The NHL uh, hopefully understands that there are a lot of compatibilities between hockey players and general skaters. But describe for us your philosophy around learn to skate. Well, I got into skating through a learn to skate program at Bowling Green State University. And the main thing I remember about it was it was just me and 150 other kids having a blast for four hours. And, you know, I, and I remember that my parents had to threaten me to get me off the ice. I just didn't, I wanted to be on the ice all the time. And, and that's the environment I want to create. Because, you know, when you, when you put a hockey player on the ice, you get one skater and then you get kind of parents fighting in the stands a little bit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. When you put a skater into learn to skate, you eventually get the entire family into learn to skate. They become more invested in the facility. You create a, co a whole community of 
every age level of skater, whether they want to pursue hockey or figure skating, recreational skating, or just get involved with the rink or the skating club or the hockey programs, it's creating this brand new community of people that have everything in common and they just love to um, celebrate ice. We've got over 450 kids right now on Learn to Skate. We have over 153 year olds. You know what that's like? It's cats in a bathtub. Yeah. But it's so much fun. That's well put, no, actually. It's so much fun yeah, yeah. that, you know, it's it's just everything about it, I, I, every time I get to the rink, I'm like everybody else that walks in on Learn to Skate Day. I just The second I hit that front door, there's a smile on my face, and I can't wait to get started. Before we get into philanthropy, it's been over two years since your diagnosis for the third brain tumor. How are you feeling? How are things going? Well, I've never been this old before. No, you haven't. And, I, and I've seen, <laughs> we play golf before. So yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, <clears throat> I've never been this bad at golf before either. But, you know... It's, um, I stay vigilant. I tell everybody else, you know, to stay vigilant, know what's going on with your body, understand, you know, when something says something to you, act on it right away. And with this one, I've just sort of felt compelled to keep an eye on it and uh, clean up my diet, clean up my exercise routine, clean up my life so that, you know, I, I'm stronger to kind of battle it however I have to. And, you know, so far, uh, miraculous things. God gets all the glory on this one. Miraculous things are happening where, you know, craniopharyngioma, the nature of the, the brain tumor is it just grows into things and creates all kinds of mischief. This one's shrunk the last two scans, yeah. and no one can explain it. So, um, again, my faith tells me that um, the Lord is sparing me for another day, whatever whatever that is, and uh, I'm going to try to be obedient. The Scott Hamilton Cares Foundation, talk a bit about that, where it is, where it's going. Yeah, well, we started off, uh, you know, it was, it was I Survived Cancer, and when I went through it, I lost my mom to cancer 40 years ago. And 20 years ago, I survived. And it was in that journey that I realized how much was missing in the cancer community, how much um, research needed to be done, obviously. But it was about you know patient support, uh, patient education. I went online to figure out what was going on with testicular cancer. And there were like you're a Harvard guy, yeah. right? right? Yeah. Try, play one. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. So there's like there's twelve syllable words, sometimes three to a sentence that everybody's intimidated by, right? Well, intimidated. Yeah. I thought I either I'm really sick or I'm really stupid, yeah. and I know that I negotiated my high school diploma, so I chose stupid. Yeah, yeah. But I realize there's a lot of people out, like me out there that can't read medical right. journal papers right. about their disease. So um, we we created uh, chemocare.com. Care started off as a initiative at the Tostig Cancer Center at the Cleveland Clinic. And uh, a few years ago, we decided to, to just start brand new, take the brand and build a dedicated foundation, thinking that we could really go broader, bigger, huger. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, foundation work yeah. is really hard. But every year, we've, we've been able to grow. Every year, we've been able to pay our bills. Every year, we've been able to make a contribution. This, this year is the biggest one we've made. So Every year we're growing and we're building our base and we're setting a solid foundation and we're really trying to fund the future of cancer treatment options. But you also evolve specific programs that allow different kinds of people to participate, like Skate to Eliminate. What's that all about? Skate to Eliminate Cancer uh, is the brainchild of Nadia Kogler, uh, who is a rank manager in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Wow. And when we launched CARES, we were based out of Knoxville. And she said, do you mind if I do this thing? And they said, sure, that sounds like fun. And so she put together this peer-to-peer fundraising program, like a 5K or a marathon or a bike race, you know, on ice. 
and she invited her all their skaters to sign up and and raise money through their email accounts and family and friends and she raised in one afternoon eight thousand dollars so it's like okay you're going on staff (laughs) and we're going to build this program and so from that very first skate to eliminate in knoxville that was sort of almost like a flash fundraiser boston did over one hundred sixty thousand dollars in an evening event and it was spectacular all of your examples have a philanthropic theme to it like special olympics talk about that well, Special Olympics, uh, you know, it was funny. I, I met Eunice Shriver very early. Um, just, you know, she's always, she was everywhere. <laughs> this yeah. woman is, there must have been 50 of her back in the day where she was just everywhere and she anything there was sports and she was always recruiting and she was always grant, you know, getting people on board. But she knew that since I was touring 10 or 11 months a year, I probably wouldn't be a very good helper like as in a dedicated way right so yeah. i was sort of around and doing things and uh my coach uh had a student and we did this special olympic events at this mayday open in baltimore and we built this really wonderful thing we're bringing in special olympic skaters from all over the country and it was really great and then i decided to step away from touring skating in 2001 and uh even before i did my last show i'm on the phone with bart connor and I'm on the phone with Tim Shriver saying, do you want to be on the board of Special Olympics International? And I said, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to be that busy anymore. So I'd love to fill that time. And so I went on with the board of Special Olympics and I was there for 16, 17 years. My goodness, it, what an organization that is. And, and I have so many friends that I've made uh, throughout the world. Love, love, love the organization, love the identity. And now with my Cancer Foundation, the Skating Academy, what my wife is doing in Haiti, raising four kids, I realized that I couldn't serve in the capacity that I needed to serve. And so um, I told Tim Shriver, I want to step away. And he said, you're still an ambassador. And I go, okay, but here's how I step away from Special Olympics on the board. We now have a grant from Prudential, which is going to allow us to build a special needs program where we can now build special needs skating program in our academy it's dynamic it's we've got a i mean the the participation in this is going to be unbelievable i think it's one of the fastest growing best buddies communities in the country when i think about you know growing up as a kid wanting to feel special it was always about winning something it was always about what can i do to make my life special and meaningful and and really have that feel that glow of of having really a, a victory in my life. And I, you know, I had a lot of setbacks. I had a lot of knockdowns. I had a lot of things. And, and through a lot of failure, through a lot of um, other components that would normally defeat somebody, I found a way to get stronger. And I figured out a way to go from being the guy that came in last a lot. I won some, but I was last in the important competitions. I needed to figure out a way to win. And I needed to figure out a way to, to, to really drive myself to take advantage of opportunity in order to be successful. And so it just sort of ended up in a book. And it's, um, it's called Finish First. And it's basically a call to action for anybody that wants to change their lives for the better. It's, it's an argument for and a guide to being the best you can be. 
and it's it's about creating a platform of a lot of small victories to have that big victory right right there in front of you. And in many ways, it's counterculture because we live in a yeah, in sure. a uh, you know a yeah. participation trophy society. We live in an instant gratification society where if you need something, all you have to do is pick up your phone. Yeah. And so it's a lot of the drive that would normally live in us to really do something special is taken away from us through. Oh my goodness, through social media, through electronics, through all these other things, through the participation trophy, through recognition, through saving our our children from the sting of failure. It's like failure if if you look at the recipe or a pie chart for success, yeah. failure is the largest single ingredient. In writing this, I figured out that in from my first steps on the ice all the way to my last year as a professional, I fell down 41,600 times. Got up every time. Got up 41,600 times. And in that, I learned how to survive cancer. I learned how to survive um, all kinds of setbacks and issues in my life. And so the idea of Finish First is um, really just a book about how to take ownership of of where you are, how to take uh, an accounting of what your qualities are, what your talents are, to really identify your purpose and then doing everything you can to answer that purpose. And um, my goodness, it can be anything from graduating college to being a CEO of a company to uh, winning a competition to being the best parent you can be. It's a personal choice. I mean, there's lots of things that go into it. It's it's showing up every day. It's outworking other people. It's making easy choices. It's uh, you know, it's being accountable. It's being uh, committed. It's it's you know, keeping your eye on the prize. There's this path to victory. And here it is. Here's your lane. And all the stuff out here is going to try to pull you out of your lane and try to knock you off your path. But if you're able to stay in your lane and stay with the program, you're probably going to be okay. And that's, that means like um, if, if I have a, a, a class or a, a session at 6 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning, and some buddies go, hey, do you want to go to the midnight movie tonight? It's going to be really fun. It's a brand new, great mm-hmm. movie. It's never, you know, nobody's ever seen it before. We'll be the first ones to see it. It's like... Do I make that choice or do I say, you know what, I'm going to see it as soon as the box office starts chilling yeah. a little bit. I'm going to make a decision to be rested for my class or my, or my session and then I get more out of it. It, it, it. And then you get consistent with those decisions and my goodness, it changes everything. Five years from now, where are you? Five years from now, um, I want to have an Olympic level skating program where we're building these skaters uh, toward the Olympics. Um, I want to have at least um, uh, advanced, you know, three or four or five uh, proven treatments, you know, in immunotherapy and targeted therapies to help people live their lives more legitimate longer without the, the sting of chemotherapy. Um, I'd love to uh, have CARES have offices all over the country where we're able to help people one-on-one with their challenges and their issues, um, possibly in proton centers around the country, which is a really precise form of uh, radcare.org, um, a really precise form of, of radiation that doesn't expose you to the secondary cancers and all the other toxicities of traditional radiation. Um, there's a million things I'd like to be doing in five years. I just want to be healthy and active in five years. That's the first thing. And that's up to me to stay in my lane and work out every day. But um, the biggest part is to see the Skating Academy grow into what I know it can be and for CARES to become, uh, you know, a, a big dog in the cancer community and uh, grow our programs, grow 
um, our our understanding and influence in the cancer research space and and to make an impact you know for those that are fighting for their lives if you don't like what Scott stands for there's something wrong with you and clearly Scott is a really good friend he's a contributor to the sport business handbook and really excited to have him in my life honestly Welcome in to the Esports Minute of Keeping Score with Rick Horo. I'm Mitch Reams from the Esports Network. You may have seen the legal fight between Epic Games and Apple and Google. Here's why the developer of Fortnite decided to take on two of the biggest companies in the world. Fortnite is a free-to-play game that makes all of its money on selling an in-game currency called V-Bucks. This currency provides no skill advantage. It's used to buy cosmetic items to make characters look unique. These are often called skins. Skins make up almost the entirety of Fortnite's revenue, the other parts being sponsored activations like they have done with the NFL and the Jordan brand in the past. Fortnite on mobile is increasingly taking on more and more the percentage share of the player base. When people buy V-Bucks on the App Store or Google Play, the store operator takes a cut of 30%. Last week, Epic Games announced they are permanently discounting V-Bucks by 20% if people buy directly from Epic Games on mobile. This is against the terms of service for the App Store and Google Play. Predictably, both Google and Apple then removed Fortnite from their respective stores. Epic knew that was going to happen and immediately published a 62-page lawsuit and released an ad called 1980 Fortnite, mocking Apple's famous ad that was an homage to 1984, the dystopian novel from George Orwell. Epic is positioning themselves as the champion of the people, breaking Apple and Google's bottleneck on in-app purchases, and they are using their vast social media to try to push the term hashtag free Fortnite. But many in the community are still skeptical of their attentions, and I don't think the lawsuit landed in exactly the way they were hoping. That's it for this Esports Minute of Keeping Score. Now back to record. Let's go to the Sports Tech Minute. The NFL and Sky agreed to a new five-year broadcast partnership, seeing the UK pay TV network become the first international broadcaster to launch a channel dedicated to the sport. SportsPro says in addition to a minimum five NFL games a week, The contract covers rights to every playoff game, the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl, as well as the Red Zone. Sky will also get a first-pick exclusive game on Sky Sports NFL in the Sunday evening primetime slot. The extended deal runs through 2025 and running in season. The channel will air NFL contact on Linear TV in the U.K. and the Republic of Ireland, featuring flagship programming from the NFL Network, Good Morning Football, Total Access Shows, Content from NFL Films and NBC Sports and original Sky Sports programming. Launching a dedicated Sky Sports NFL channel should be a huge boost for NFL fans in the U.K. and Ireland. It should continue the league's rapid growth there, especially since there will be no NFL international games this season. And that's your Sports Tech Minute. Your Power Good Sports Minute. Obviously, a whole bunch of stuff during the pandemic as we continue to summarize. Funds raised by More Than Baseball help minor league players with living expenses and life skills. The More Than Baseball founder, Jeremy Wolf, 31st round pick by the New York Mets in 2016, but a career after baseball, often an afterthought. But 4,000 players across minor league baseball need financial assistance and across affordable housing, purchasing basic living essentials. This is a big deal. Major League Baseball celebrates the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Negro National League. They and the Player Association gave a $1 million donation to the museum back in February. 
The FDA approves a public coronavirus saliva test funded by the NBA and its Players Association. More than $500,000 combined. See if that works. The NFL and the next Super Bowl host city unveil their legacy project. It's Tampa. $2 million toward key pillars, including early childhood education, food insecurity, health and wellness, at-risk families, and sustainability. And that's Derek Brooks. Finally, Stanley Cup playoff sweepstakes benefit North American Boys and Girls Clubs. They could also donate $10 to receive 10 entries, 20 to receive 80 or 40 to receive 200 That's your Good Sports Minute. Finally, as usual, Enid Vienna's Lifestyle Minute. She's an lifestyle expert and wellness writer, the editor of two websites, the evsocial.com and hamptonsmom.com, addressing all things family on Long Island's magical East End. She contributes content to various magazines and websites, such as Hamptons Magazine and ArtSugar.com, and she's on Insta at the EV Social at Hamptons Moms. She played lacrosse her whole life, and her father was the sole breadwinner of the household, and he never went to any of the lacrosse games because he always said, and he was correct, you'll never be able to play that professionally no matter how good you are. He was right, but she felt a strong connection to the Native American sport nonetheless. Parents hold their children back at grade school levels to give their son or daughter a leg up to play college sports. But college sports are probably one of the biggest income producers in our country, with the socioeconomic impacts resonating throughout small towns across our great nation. Pac-12 and Big Ten conferences announced plans to postpone their football seasons, and the impacts this will have creates a sonic boom as far as she's concerned as a native New Yorker, you don't have to go far to see why. Penn State's football stadium is the second largest of the country, holding 106,000-plus people. Thousands out-of-towners typically flock there weekly during the fall, spending money at local hotels, retail outlets, and restaurants. Happy Valley, where Penn State is located, stands to lose about $130 million in revenue, including 70 to $80 million in direct spending from Penn State games being postponed. Think about that for a second. And then just think about how many colleges there are across the country just like this. These towns will have to close hotels, diners, restaurants, etc. How will these people feed their families? How will they pivot to survive? The impact of sports is infinite. What will be the panacea that will save these towns and cities across the nation? Without the business of sports, how will they survive? That's Enid Viana's Sports But Lifestyle Minute. Well, we'd like to thank Scott Hamilton for his gracious time, Enid Vienna for her Lifestyle Minute, and all of the other features that are significant through and after the pandemic. We'd like to thank you for devoting a bit of your time to listening to us and want to ask you to continue to work with us and listen to us as we continue to keep score. Action Images is the global multimedia sports agency of Reuters. Leagues, teams and federations around the world rely on Action Images to create, distribute and monetize their content. Action Images' global footprint means sports media expertise is never far away. For more information, visit actionimages.com.